welcome to Activations with JJ, Economics and Prosperity on the New Earth, Part 5. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of my series, Economics and Prosperity on the New Earth. As I mentioned, this is Part 5, so if you're new to the channel and you haven't heard the other four, no worries, you can still listen to this one. It will make sense. But I would advise you to go back and listen to the past four because they are full of awesome information, kind of just my opinions and channeled messages regarding this subject. But it is a fun little series that I created, and I think it kind of helps maybe maybe validate some of the things you're going through, give you some new ideas, some new perspectives. So I'm just really excited to have you here to co-create with me again for this episode. I have two topics that I want to talk about today. So to pique your interest, I'll just kind of mention what they are and then we'll head into the first one. And basically, I've, I've thought about a couple of things over the last few days that I wanted to mention today. And they are, first of all, wealth alchemy. The only reason that I thought of that term is because I was going through social media and I saw that somebody I follow, I think they're a coach really is what they are. And they mentioned that they coach on wealth alchemy. And I just liked the way that that was worded. And I thought that's definitely worth exploring, maybe channeling a little bit of information about for the economics and prosperity on the new earth. So I thought I would bring that here. The second thing that I want to bring up towards the end of this episode is all about, basically last week I talked about doing Reiki on your finances, your personal finances. This week I'm going to talk about how to do Reiki on your business. Okay, some of you I know are out there are business owners, whether you're just a small business owner, you have a side hustle, whatever it is, we're going to talk about businesses because it's kind of a touchy subject. Well, I don't know if it's a touchy subject, but maybe somewhat controversial. Having a spiritual business, it seems a little bit contradictory. Sometimes when we want to charge, we're like, oh, but this is a spiritual thing. We should just be intuitive about it. We don't have to really make money off of it. And no, that's not how it works. That's just a sneak peek at that. I've talked a lot about that before, but we're going to dive into it a little bit further today because I do have a, a background in business and I want to mention a few, just a few things like about systems and organization that you can do as you take a look at your business from an energetic perspective, because that's what everybody's going to do on the new earth. All right. So first of all, wealth alchemy. I know lots of us have heard the word wealth and lots of us have heard the word alchemy before, but I don't know if you've ever heard the two put together. So as I explore that topic, I just want to set the intention that I'm going to bring through some wisdom, maybe even teach my own self. That's one thing that's a perk about channeling is that a lot of times as I'm bringing through messages, it's not only things for you, but I'm honestly learning something new. I definitely don't know it already, or at least it's not in my consciousness. So I'm going to go ahead and set that attention, intention and just take a moment here to tap into, I think mainly just the energy of prosperity. I don't know if you remember a couple of episodes ago for this series, I actually had us connect to that energy. It is a living, breathing energy. I don't know if that makes sense, living, breathing, but it is its own vibration that you can connect to just like you can connect to a being. It has its own energy signature. 
that we can get to know and we can have a relationship with. So as I connect to that, I'll go ahead and bring through just the thoughts that are coming to my mind about wealth alchemy. So we know that alchemy is all about changing and transforming things. And we also know that one of the puzzle pieces for this concept has to do with my comments on energy exchanges, which I have peppered throughout this series. Wealth alchemy is really energy alchemy, if you look at it. And it's just alchemizing and changing, and we all have the power to do that. It is also related to what I talked about with manifesting from the void. Because you are taking a raw form and alchemizing it into something different. Just like back in the days when they talked about alchemize, alchemy was the science of turning lead into gold. So that's an interesting thing that we can talk about because it's framed in a way, you know, to make people rich. And so I want you to think about that idea. If we are powerful enough to turn lead into gold, if we have access to that part of ourselves that's a creator and an an alchemizer if that's even a word um what can we do to remember those skills right because all of it's remembering we we've done these things before we just have this veil on the planet earth let's choose something in your life that you would consider to be led right regarding your financial situation, a part of your financial existence that is meh, kind of meh, (laughs) led, not the most desirable element. Is there anything in your life that isn't going the way you want it to be going? Maybe you don't have the job that you want or that feels aligned with you. Maybe there's somebody that owes you money. Maybe you have a business and it's slow. Maybe you like the job you have, but you feel like you want more opportunity in it. Maybe you want to change careers. Whatever it is that you feel like is kind of led for you right now, something kind of weighing down energy on you. How can we take that and alchemize it, turning it into gold or wealth slash prosperity. Well, let's think about it. As above, so below. We want to create energetically before we do physically or before it comes to pass physically. And that can be done with something just as simple as a visualization. Remembering what I talked about last week with manifesting from the void taking that lead into the void allowing maybe allowing that lead that concept that idea that experience you're having let it merge with the void for a moment just release it into the void in your imagination as you're there. Basically becoming disorganized again, becoming that raw material. 
And then take a moment now to step into your creator self, to empower yourself to take that raw material in the void, reshape it into the element that you want, the element of gold, quote unquote gold, we'll call that prosperity. And now instead of that block of lead that you had in your hands, you see this block of gold. And it was almost like second nature to you to turn it into gold, which is surprising. But see, this is just a remembering. This isn't necessarily a learning something new. This is something you already knew how to do before you came to this planet. And some of you may have even have past lives where you've done this. Examining that gold, just see it shine brilliantly. Know that it's yours. It belongs to you. And that feels good because although we know we're not necessarily here to be attached to physical things, there's something about holding that gold that reminds you of your worth. That reminds you of your deserve level. That reminds you that you are a divine being who has the capability of le leading a fully abundant life. And now let's talk about what that looks like from a practical standpoint, because you know that I do a lot of energetic things. We just created something above that will manifest below. Now, if we are going from the angle of last week, which was the divine feminine aspect in our prosperity and finances, then maybe we don't need to do anything but be still. But nonetheless, I like to balance things out with a little bit of the masculine. So I will kind of toss around just some of my ideas on what that might actually look like in real life. Since we're looking at it all symbolically, for me personally, lead is a subconscious belief that we're holding on to that is basically just a cloak that is concealing our true nature, our true nature and our true abilities. So if, for instance, we have this sort of subconscious belief about lack and fear of having things or fear of not having things, I guess, not thinking there's enough for everybody on the planet, those types of things, then it's going to be hard to see that gold. But when we pull off that belief, we're going to realize that we actually had that gold all along. It's just going to appear in our life. We're going to see it from a different perspective. We're going to see things for what they really are. Rather than living in sort of more of a low vibrational reality. I don't want to call it a delusion because technically everything we do is our creation. And so I don't, I don't want to say, well, you're living in delusion when you have that 
sort of subconscious belief about lack because it's not real. But technically we create it. So if you want to create lack or a life of lack, you can do it. If you want to create a life of abundance, you can also do that. It's whatever experience you choose. It's whatever you want to have and do and be. I'm putting the ball in your court, which I know is hard sometimes to hear because sometimes we just want to be told what to do. But in reality, that's the way things work. Those are the laws of the universe. A lot of it's based on free will. When you see that job that you have all of a sudden is not aligned with you because you're you're realizing there's a subconscious belief in you that says you have to be a martyr and you have to be in a job that makes you suffer mentally maybe maybe not physically but mentally maybe it does make you suffer physically but again once you pull off that subconscious belief that is causing you to feel like that's okay all of a sudden you're like oh I can do something different and guess what it really doesn't take very long once you have that realization to make that shift and make that change right Sometimes though you need cheerleaders, it's nice to have people around you supporting you in it. So I 100% encourage you to just look for people who are living from a place of abundance and being around them. You have to be intentional about it. Sometimes we can feel like we're a lone ship just sailing around all by ourselves. Nobody's also thinking the things that we're thinking or feeling the things that we're feeling and that can feel Again, that can feel really lonely. So reach out, see if you can find, or set the intention for heaven's sakes. Literally set the intention that you can have a mentor or somebody that can help you know what this looks like. Because to be completely honest with you, a lot of us were not modeled any of this behavior. We're way showers, like I've said before. We've got generations upon generations that did live in lack. So we're some of the first ones stepping out into abundance. So we're once again reminding humanity that we can turn lead into gold because we're creators, right? So that's kind of my my little perspective on wealth alchemy. I liked that topic. I liked that wording. I want you to think about that a little bit more. And if you have anything come to you, feel free to leave a comment in the YouTube video. Second thing. Doing Reiki on your company or doing Reiki on your business. I know lots of you out there do have little businesses or big businesses. And I do want to address this topic briefly. This is something I could probably talk about for a very long time. One of the most fun things I do is, and I haven't done this a ton, is do one-on-one session with somebody where they bring to me their business to do kind of a reading and a channeled message for Not necessarily their personal life, but their actual business, their professional life. And it's been really fun for me because I do have, I do have a background in business. And so I'm able to pull in sort of my 3D knowledge along with my spiritual knowledge to give tips on just some simple things like organizational management, human resources, marketing, those kinds of things that seem very 3D worldly. All of them have energy related to them kind of like systems of the body right when we're talking about a company there's all different kinds of systems within that company making it run all different departments 
all different aspects of that business. And just like you can do Reiki on a system of your body, you can do Reiki on all the different moving parts of the company and see what's not working and see what's stuck, see where the imbalances are. I obviously can't really do this in real time, although I really had an interesting experience this week. Um, I, I was publishing something about my 1111 portal, which was the other day. It was so amazing to be able to spend time with everybody. I was so excited that so many people were taking advantage of that. And I, I will try to do events like that again for other special things. Anyhow, I had put something up on social media and I had one of my friends who's also an intuitive reach out to me and mention that a word in my little post felt like the energy was just a little bit off. And it wasn't, she didn't put it in a way that was like offensive to me or anything like that. It was really kind and loving. And she just said, I think this word that you used is kind of just a little bit off. It felt funny to me. And I looked at that word and I said, that word is weird. And this is kind of like a marketing thing, right? Like I'm talking about marketing, I guess you could say. So even to the point of knowing what your messaging is from an energetic perspective, like is that word the right word? Does it align with me? Does it align with my business? Does it align with my customer? Another thing that you can do as you're looking at your business from that sort of energetic perspective is take a look at your customer from an energetic perspective. And that gets a little deeper because you're you're taking and realizing like what energy exchange is beneficial for them and you too, and then noticing if there are any imbalances there. So I really do feel like this kind of idea is going to expand into the new earth. So much of it is going to be based on looking at things that aren't in the physical. And that I really, I've told somebody the other day, I was like, my dream job would be to like be chief CEO, but not chief executive officer, chief energetic officer, because you would be looking at the business from an energetic perspective. It's just like when I do a one-on-one session with an individual, but I would doing, be doing it from an organizational standpoint. I 100% know and, and realize that there are probably people out there already doing this. I know there's probably psychics, mediums, and all kinds of people, intuitive people that are already promoting business, well, promoting their own businesses to consult and to read and to help businesses energetically. And the more the merrier. I think it's an amazing thing. And I think more of us should kind of think about it possibly. If we are an intuitive, do we want to expand into that? And finally, one last thing that I want to mention related to this topic is taking a look at the energetic exchange between the company and the employees of the company. Because I really feel like a lot of issues with HR, uh, dissatisfaction with work, you know, and the environment has to do with the energy exchange. And I actually talked about this in one of the episodes because I talked about how I personally felt like I was being kind of taken advantage of, but it was basically an imbalanced energy exchange. As the boss of a company, you obviously want to be very aware of that because that's when you're going to start seeing poor employee performance, high turnover, just burned out employees, all of those things. But if you can prevent that by taking a look at 
Is this energy exchange working? I mean, I know we always want to go straight to, well, do we have the budget to pay them more? Or do they deserve more? Or what's the average salary for this position? Are we paying them a competitive wage? Can we give them bonuses? That's part of it. That's part of it. That's the logical brain part of it. But there's another part of it where you could say in your mind, is my energy exchange needing to be increased in order for it to be balanced with this employee? And if it does, does that energy that I put out need to be in the form of pay or does it need to be in the form of simply recognition? There are lots of ways to exchange energy. So some things to consider when you take a look at running a business from an energetic perspective. As we finish up, I just want to go ahead and mention really quickly that this Sunday, this coming Sunday, which is November 14th, I do have a Soul Family Gathering coming up. It is at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And this one is limited to eight people. This is my Arcturian Circle of Eight. Well, where we're going to bring through codes and activations. That will be for healing. You know, our intention is to invite healing of each individual person there. Invite healing of the collective. It's going to be amazing. We already had one of these incredible, incredible soul family gatherings that were in Arcturian Circle of Eight. This will be the second one. And believe me, you want to be there. But it is limited in number, so please head over to the website or just check out this description of this video or this podcast because you'll find the link right there. I would love to have you join us. Once again, as always, I just want to remind you, the divinity within me honors the divinity within you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Namaste. Namaste.